0: meeting yes so yeah yeah yeah. so uh, Paul alcoholic uh, the concurrent three theme in every talk is this and it does a statement on page 66 when they're talking about uh, the inventory I'm just going to use it for the idea of the exact nature of the wrong so it says the bottom of page 66 the third paragraph We were prepared to look at it from an entirely different angle. So really that's what we're attempting to offer. Yeah, we're not offering uh, revisions of the steps or the principles or the suggestions. We're just offering a take on the exact nature of the wrong from a different angle. Yeah, and so this came from being involved with recovery for quite a while now it came to me years ago that the root of the problem in my own experience and observation was an identification as the disease, so to speak. Yeah? And by by being in the state of taking myself to be the disease, I couldn't really entertain being free from the disease Yeah. because I was, in a sense, the disease. So what happens? Well, you go with that door blocked, being free from it, being relieved from the bondage of self, with that door blocked, then there's a lot of other antics that go on and we start getting we adapt to solutions that are really not solutions, you know? They're solutions that don't hold up, they need constant reinforcement and stuff like that. To me that's not a solution. A solution stands on its own. It becomes a fact to you, yeah, in my feeling. So I wanted to keep that theme, this identification as self, as being the root of the problem, the exact nature of the wrong, because it's an incredible solution, because you're not that which is Scrooge, let's say. yeah. You're not the disease. That's an incredible opening. And, uh, and then more and more gets revealed from that point, So the idea of seeing things from a different angle, I'm looking at the steps from that angle, that the root of the problem is an act of being identified as the parasite or the foreign pathogen, where we're taking the thoughts that it's managing it and it's interpreting as our thoughts. So the problem resides in the mind, and I believe the problem talks to us as us. And I've always used this idea of parasites in nature because it sure felt like that in my experience. And a parasite in nature, a lot of them, what they do is they're severely limited uh, on the stage of expression. They need a host to actually fulfill their living, yeah? They need a host to be transportation to get to where they want to go or to be able to do what they want to do they're sort of severely restricted because they don't have a a car to drive to the store. They need to use you to get what they want. And usually they jack into the brain of whatever host they they're on and they start manipulating the brain so that the host takes itself to be the parasite, basically. And now the parasite has a very safe environment because the threat of the host throwing it off has been has completely been neutered, yeah. Because you can't get out of you as you; it's just impossible. So, it has a, it's rest assured, and then it just gets about its business, and just its basic condition causes an irritability, restlessness, and discontent in our condition, yeah. And then they sort of blend into two, and basically, its suggestions start being our suggestions. And when it brings us to a fuck it, we react as if that's true. So we're living based on false evidence appearing real all day. And of course, the behavior based on false evidence can be quite erratic. And then we end up, some of us attract a lot of consequences and we end up holding the bag, so to speak. And then the parasite can go dormant for that month in jail or the two years in a program. It can sort of go back into the weeds But as soon as it finds itself in the right situation and condition, it arises, yeah? And then basically, it starts talking to us as us, yeah? I had it, I had a direct experience of it. In 1985, my managing my life ended me up once again to have to be managed by others, and I had to submit myself to a program called Delancey Street in San Francisco, and I stayed there two years. And I thrive in an institutional setting. I do better when other people are telling me what to do than when I am telling me what to do. And I went through that thing, and it seemed like all the troubles of my life were put behind me, and I graduated under this assumption that that period of being Mr. Jekyll, Jekyll though rather long, was over, and I was going to be Dr. Doctor Jekyll, not Mr. Hyde. Yet, as soon as I left the condition, the uh like the hermetically sealed condition of a live-in program, I was, the uh, parasite just came right back out roaring and led me to a first drink, which led me to narcotics again. I couldn't freaking believe it. I was totally incomprehensibly demoralized completely because I really believed that it was over. I really believed, you know, I went to college, I had friends, I, my health was back. And I had a feeling, all right, it may be a little bit, you know, rocky sailing, but at least my boat is intact for the rest of my life. But no, as soon as I left that controlled environment, I was prey to the parasite. And then it took me over again, and I went on a 10-month run, which washed me up in a trailer park, coming out of a blackout, like parachuting behind enemy lines. I had no idea what's going on. You know, I I got the clue from the... uh, from the conversation and just blended right back into that moment. And then something, something intervened and struck me sober. It was just that fucking simple. And then that sobriety would have died on the vine unless it was presented with a way of life. So that sobriety could extend. And the that, that night I was introduced to AA that night. If I hadn't been introduced to AA that night, that surrender, that, that, that event of complete surrender would have dissipated by the weekend, probably. But luckily for me, I got whacked, and then I was given a way of life. And now I've been following that way of life for 30-something years, and it's had a huge effect on the action figure. It's subdued that angst. It's now there's an ease and comfort where there used to be an irritable restlessness and discontent, and that relief from the problem gives us an opportunity to see the problem, really, yeah? You don't know about alcoholism when you're, when you're in active alcoholism. You know about it when you're relieved of alcoholism. So I believe the program gives me the opportunity to recover from really the exact nature of the wrong, which isn't drinking or using, yeah? The exact nature of the wrong is the underlying condition that I'm living without knowing it. And that, to me, is the being identified as an image. Yeah? Like, I came into AA, I say it all the time, because people would tell me, hey, bro, you got to save your ass instead of your face. But I thought my face was my ass when I came in. I was living by an image, and it's amazing how much pride a junkie can have. Seriously. I mean, it's incredible. So uh all this stuff i'm sharing is from hindsight i just did the program and like it says in the vision for you you know this power this higher power this god is constantly going to uh reveal to us more information hopefully about what we're not about the disease of alcoholism so that we can see that i am not the disease yes And maybe the language will change, because my really feeling is I was had by alcoholism. I never had alcoholism. I mean, if you think holding on to a bull's tail is like you having the bull, it's ridiculous. You're being dragged all over the freaking place. So basically, alcoholism has me, had me. So when I started getting honest about it all, it really felt like a possession or some fucking foreign thing in me, yeah? And it got subdued sufficiently by getting struck sober, and then it stayed subdued because of the way of life AA provides, because it's sound. So I wanted to get to just a little bit about the fear, because I think there's an incredible statement in there where he, he, he stops and says and asks us a question says, why do you have so much fear? And then he basically answers, I'll paraphrase it, but isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Now, to me, this is getting to the exact nature of the wrong. And if the wrong manifests in a linear way or in time, it's nice to get the first domino clear because it will explain the second domino. So it says, why are we in so much fear today? And he goes, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? That's the diagnosis yeah the 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 cause of fear in our life is reliance on self yeah did i know that no i thought the cause of fear on that of my fear was police judges not getting the drugs i wanted shit like that but basically all the anxiety that was being cooked up all day its petri dish was reliance on the failed system yeah the mental state is where selfing is imagined. It's where selfing is inferred and implied and suggested and reinforced all day. That, to me, is where the relief lies. Yeah. So the fear, and I'm, not, I'm talking mostly about mental anxiety because I think fear is a valid emotion, but the mental state's mimicking the effects of fear Uh, With no apparent threat. It's just making shit up. Yeah. And because there's so much faith in the thought system, we're believing the false evidence. Yeah. To the point, I can feel like I'm fucked when I have tons of money. Everything's fucking great. It nothing that the head won't even allow me to enjoy the conditions I'm in. It's always Throwing, casting a shadow over them by saying, "But they're not gonna last, and you're gonna get screwed, and you know they're all gonna find out." And constantly this bullshit. So I meet, I see a lot of people at meetings. They're sitting there on July 28th, and they're totally flipped out by by August 15th. For August 15th is dominating dominating the July 28th. To me, that's that's the robbery of selfing. Yeah. Yeah, something you have a court date august 15th but it's not august 15th why is it that we have the inability to be where we are yeah we have the ability we can't be anywhere else but this obsession and faith in the thought system has us believing freaking mirages all day yeah and i don't believe there's going to be real stabilized relief until we get to the exact nature of the wrong and how the exact nature of the wrong, when it's seen, how it demonstrates you don't see thoughts as yours. Yeah, you don't think feelings are your feelings. You don't even think most actions are your actions. Yeah, there's a relief from that pretend made-up ownership of shit that you have nothing to do with. There's a relief there, a real stabilized relief to the point the baseline flips over from irritable restless discontent to, like, satisfaction and contentment, yeah? I mean, really, what more do we want? What more do we want when this way of life allows a new attitude and a new outlook and a new freedom and a new happiness? What is it that's causing us not to be able to entertain peace of mind what is it what's causing us seemingly not to be able to entertain this new freedom and new happiness because it's the old fucking idea there's some relief there is a solution let it show you you know what it is why do i want to make it something let the solution show you what it is yeah and if this shoe fits if this different angle of looking at the at the steps and the disease of alcoholism works then let it work you know it's not in con it's not in conflict with anything else we're just speaking about the root of the problem yeah and then seeing how how everything else the steps and suggestions and the service and the commitments, how they get invigorated by having a clear idea of the root of the problem, and how they seem to get supercharged, and get their ability to sustain and produce a new effect in your life, it gets much, much stronger when there's a clarity of the exact nature of the wrong. When there isn't, that mistake is limiting the effects of the program. you you're getting like 71 percent when you could be up to 98 percent so to speak yes so this is the thing I love to say it always ends up to perhaps there's a better way trusting something infinite rather than finite self yeah so obviously we've been in a deep we have been in a deep trusting of finite self the whole program is an admittance of that yeah and then allowing, submitting ourselves to be changed by following these simple steps and suggestions in this way of life, and now we have a migration from trusting something finite to something infinite. And of course, the trust is the exact same, the faith is the exact same, but now it's in a different package, and we can see the results the faith can produce when it's in a, when there's faith in an infinite power. Because we've already seen enough of what's produced when there's faith in the finite self. I mean, none of us need any more evidence. The evidence is way up here. There's just a denial of it by the system. The system doesn't want to be called out. It doesn't. It's talking as us, to us, about us. Yes? So everyone... Everyone here went to meetings, and everyone here, here probably walked into the first few meetings, more than that, feeling terminally unique, yes, which is a production of the disease completely, where I didn't believe anyone thought like I did, felt like I did, did the things I had done, yeah, completely encased, like, like the, the parasite put me in a cocoon, yeah, and it's just like what a spider does. The spider catches something and then it just cocoons it and goes back to it and feeds on it for the next month or two. Well, for me, the parasite's been feeding on me for like 20 years at this point. Yeah, just keeping me barely alive and just sucking shit out all the time. Well, that terminal uniqueness is like the cocoon of self. And so I'm in that cocoon, but I can hear, yeah? Because the spirit is stronger than anything the parasite can do. I can still hear, I can still see, and I'm listening to people share, and they're telling me they're telling me that you know they're sharing their thoughts and their feelings and their reactions to life. And it sure sounded like they were my thoughts and my feelings and they're my reactions to life. And I had a first glimmer that how could these thoughts that are held as mine be mine if all of you have them, yeah? And suddenly there was a little ripping in the cocoon, and some, and it, yes? And some of the light escaped, yeah? And then the light hit the AA principles and then bounced back. And I started to have the sunlight of the spirit entering that little fucking cocoon, yeah? And I started first, I started calling a lot of thoughts, that were just casually held as mine, as alcoholic. And I felt the distance. The cocoon opened up, yeah? The wall wasn't like eight inches thick. I could see through it. And so suddenly, I fucking was coming out. I was being relieved from the parasite's little cocooning, yeah? And I saw the real similarity is we've been taken over by the same thing, all of us. The same thing has taken us all. When they talk to me about, see the similarities, not the differences, the real similarity is we've been taken by, over by the same parasite, every one of us, and that same parasite has only a finite, amount of, uh, a finite amount of traits and characteristics, and it's been recognized. That was the revelation of the big book. There was a recognition of the parasite, finally. There was a composite drawing. If you were under the tyranny and you read that book, you may become identified with it. You would recognize it. Jesus Christ, they're describing what it's like, exactly what it's like for me today. And this description was in 1939. Yeah? Because they were taken over by the same thing that took me over, exact same thing. There's not like, what's new in alcoholism 2020? There's nothing new in alcoholism it's a takeover by a foreign pathogen basically that demands the host do what it wants to get what it wants yeah and then after racks up prison sentences and broken marriages and getting run over by cars the denial is so powerful you're still calling yourself that yeah this is about the relief of the bondage of self the bondage of self are those is is the faith in all those activities of believing everything you perceive, all the thoughts, all the memories. Yeah, yeah, so. It's just there, if you see it, great. If you don't see it, so what? You heard something interesting at least, yeah? It's not a threat. We're not trying to replace anything, but I, I, I just never heard a description of the exact nature and the wrong of the book. I heard, a, I heard a lot of descriptions of its activity, but I didn't know what caused that activity to be so uh, abundant in my life. What was the cause of it? Why can I not recognize that foreign pathogen? Why can't I have a sense? I'm not that so I can be free from it? Why is that so difficult to arrive at? Because it's completely against the parasite's agenda. Completely. It needs us. It needs us to feed off. Yeah? Once the host wakes up that it's not the parasite, then the parasite pulls out its big guns, basically. Oh, you're never going to be sober or whatever. <laughs> It's just, it's gasping for air. It's keeping you. It's trying to spin a cocoon over you so quickly. Yeah, but we bet a higher power. A higher power has been introduced, and it changes the whole fucking equation. When it's just me and the parasite, I'm outmatched, yeah? But not when the higher power is available. And the higher power is always available. So, there you go.
1: Thanks very much. Paul. that's great. So we've got a few questions just before I go on. Um, just to say that all of Paul's stuff, if you've not been here before, Paul's website is zenbitchslap.com. You'll find all the videos, um, all his audio, a lot of books, and you can buy his books, which I highly recommended. So we'll do a bit more of that later. But the um, first question is Kaiser. I think he's got a question from Tuesday he needs to finish off. So Kaiser, over to you, mate.
2: Hey guys, you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. So uh, self can't get out of self. Got it. That, that's excellent. Um, that's perhaps the nature of the wrong. Um, my, my question is, I've had 32 years of sobriety one day at a time. doesn't matter if I have 32 years or 32 days one day at a time. There's only been a, one moment that I've actually been able to see the, the fallacy of the self, and then that's gone. So I'm living from self. How do we navigate these 12 steps with AAS, with selfing as a nature of the wrong? is it advised to use a sponsor that's familiar with these concepts? Should we revisit these 12 steps with, with the selfing reinterpreted? The major concern I have is if I'm going to do the work and, and and I do like the reinterpretation, I, I'm doing it. And I understand that I, the self can't get out of self what to do, because if there's a solution in the 12 steps um, for, for selfing, What's the most effective way to go about it with this new information?
0: All right. Well, let's first start with the, the idea of I. I is not self. Yeah. Okay. The feeling of you is an attribution of self. So the feeling of you, yeah, mm-hmm. is truly is selfing in disguise. So in that case, self can't get out of self. What you are has never been in self. Yeah. We're saying here your inherent condition is not of body and brain and emotion and stuff like that. Your inherent condition is not of things, so to speak. Let's call it spirit, yes? So the spirit has never been in self and therefore never has to get out of self. It's it's the self picturing presenting itself as you and me. This is what happens. We don't know we're identified as self, and we're trying to get out of self as Paul. So Paul wants to get out of self. That makes sense. But if Paul is self, then he gets caught in that statement. You see? Yes. So there's an act of identification that hasn't been noticed. So Paul is a picturing of self. So self, a.k.a. Paul, has a drive, which seems a great move, to get out of self. But it's trying to get out of self as self without knowing it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So the I is not in self. The I, or spirit, is there. It's never not been here. It's never been touched by all the shenanigans, really. It hasn't. So, but what happens is when people read self can't get out of self, they start maybe thinking it's the ego can't get out of the ego, but really, what's usually talking as you is not you. That's all we're attempting to throw out there because how do use that
2: How do we use that with the twelve steps? Hmm?
0: The 12 steps? This, this, well, this. simple you can look at the, you can look at the steps through it. you don't have to formalize it. You look at step one, yeah, you're powerless over alcohol and drugs, yes Yes. And your life's unmanageable. That's the condition of self. Okay. Yes? Yeah. The second one is there's something greater than us that can restore us to sanity concerning that the insanity be, that precedes the first drink. Yeah? That's the, if that's the first appearance of us, we are that power, yeah, that can restore itself to sanity. <laughs> but you can't, yeah? And self can't. Because you and self are the same fucking thing in this view. Yeah? The third step is turning one will and life over to the care of a higher power. Now you're turning you're making a decision because at that point it's not under your control, is it? Something has your life already and your will. It's called self-will. And the life and your life is, is occupied by the parasite. So we make a decision to turn our will and our, our lives over to the care of the higher power. Yeah. We can't fulfill that mission because it's then, we're not in possession of it. So we do steps four through nine. And the fourth step, you can definitely apply being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us and then doing an inventory of how self has defeated us and recognizing self isn't you. Yeah. So the step five, exactly. Now you share all the shit that you've learned or the manifestations of self in one's life with another person. And then that other person helps you maybe highlight certain patterns of self and how it defeats you. And then six and seven is what we do when we recognize what we used to look from. We recognize the alcoholism and we ask that higher power to reconfigure it. That's six, six and seven. Step eight, because we're in this world and we're accountable for what's happened through us, we make a list of what we, who we harmed when under the influence of alcoholism and the parasite, and and we go out and start making amends when possible. Yeah. Now, I, I like the idea of accountability. I don't believe I'm responsible for the behavior that was occurring while I was under the influence. I just, that doesn't, I have no sense of that whatsoever. But i'm accountable for what happens so i make the amends step 10 is i continue to take inventory about what i'm not basically yeah (laughs) and also to write down and to make sure i demonstrate and honor the changes in my life so that's step 10 step 11 is the whole point of step 11 is to improve one's conscious contact they give us two avenues to do that prayer meditation but they're not the only avenues once you see what you're not, basically anything you're doing is is improving your conscious contact. Because now you're actually living, not living an in interpretation, but you're actually living here, yeah? You're actually engaged with what's happening today, yeah? So maybe you'll meditate, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll feel meditated. I don't know. You go to a meeting every day, you pray twice that day. So step 11 is... Uh, Oh, we just did that. And step 12 is just basically the agenda of our way of life, which is to practice these principles in all our affairs. And if you can't do that, limit them, the affairs, and then help other people to achieve sobriety. Any way it's going to go. I don't give this information out to people I'm working with unless they're open to it. Yeah.
2: Do you suggest we do this with somebody like a sponsor that is familiar with the uh, not the, uh, the selfing? Technique, not really, not?
0: because you know the best thing to really remember is that doing it with the higher power, the okay. sponsor is just an auxiliary piece. Okay. It's the higher power, yeah. It's you, the sponsor, and the higher power in the fifth step. Thank you. Yeah. We good? You right, Paul? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah great. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just waiting. Um, so, Marie in New York, over to you.
3: You should be. You
1: can unmute her. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Can you
3: yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah.
1: You, yeah.
3: um, you know, I felt that I would never be able to take the fourth and the fifth step because I was too I would never be fear fearless. And I think my beginning of recovery was when I became teachable. So my sponsor said to me, respect the process. Respect the process of recovery. And so by practicing the third step I suddenly became curious about the forest step. There was no guilt involved. It was just a sense of curiosity. And I think that began with the opening of, it's not me, it's we, you know, for the exact nature of the wrongs, you know, and I respect the process. It took many, many years to come to, um, the acknowledgement that I'm a human being. So I don't see things as character defects anymore, but as part of my human experience. For many years, I turned my life and will over to my thoughts and my feelings. And that was necessary for me to evolve into where I am now. So it's, my sobriety isn't just about me, it's more universal because as you said you know like my thoughts and my feelings are just that it's part of my human experience Mm -hmm. so my response is pretty much when things happen i you know like i i have the virus and and brain injuries and people say don't you uh, why aren't you worried and i said why should i worry (laughs) you know it's like whatever that's my response letting go is hey
1: marie just say, it's a Q&A, so it's not an all share. So just so you know, so if you've oh, got a
3: question, that'll be yes. really great.
1: It's lovely to hear from you.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask Paul what his um, thoughts were on respecting the process of recovery. Thank you.
0: Well, to me, it's doing it. or well, letting it do itself to you, Yeah. That's respecting the process or honoring it. Yeah. Is doing it. Yeah. First, you seem to think you're doing it and then it's doing you. And then it seems to be, then it seems to be a lot of you. Yeah. So that's sort of the process. And then the honoring of it is that you're willing to pass it on to other people.
3: But do you think that it begins to, with accepting where you are now, you know, flaws and all?
0: Well, you'll end up there. You may not start there.
3: No, right. right.
0: Acceptance definitely, uh, in my sense, was the atmosphere that I hadn't been in in quite a while. I didn't recognize it for a while, but then I started to realize that I was okay with things. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't think acceptance is something you practice. I think it's an expression. Yeah. So when more is revealed, then the expressions coming through us change. And by observing the expressions, you basically see that something has happened. And it's, and it's so obvious you have really had nothing to do with it other than as a vehicle for it. So that mm-hmm. sustains humility in a way. Yeah. So for me, respecting the process is, you know, jumping into it and then, you know, and the process produces effects. And then there's another process concerning that because a lot of people, the way their head is set up, they won't allow themselves permission to be okay. Yeah, they won't. It takes, you're probably the last, the last hook you are let off of is your own, so to speak. So uh, just like in a lot of people can really ask for help but they don't really stick around and receive it. So there's, there's uh, the process will produce effects and then having the ability to uh, Let those effects grow in you is another stage to me of recovery, yeah? So yeah, to me, it's just honoring it. Of course, you have to let what you think you're, you're you're not happy with land because basically we're making things real all day. And then we're also making things unreal all day. So there's a lot of things that my head made unreal that it felt uncomfortable about, but I didn't realize to later that my making it unreal made it as real as real can be. Yeah, so this is what I learned from the process that AA allowed everything to catch up with me that I was conveniently avoiding for years and and a lot of shit landed, which I would never have signaled to land in the past and it didn't kill me. Yeah, and I saw it wasn't me. In a sense, and so, uh, yeah. It's easy to respect the process with the effects that uh, that arise out of it. Yes.
3: Thank you, Paul, very much.
1: Yes. Thank you, Marie. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining in. Um, just had a couple of questions on the on the chat box, um, Paul. And it's from Elizabeth and also a similar question from Kate is to any ideas how the parasite latched on to us.
0: Ah, it doesn't matter. Just ask, has it or not? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Its history is, is, in a sense, your history, really. Yeah. I don't want to go into that because then that's the underlying thing of the, the mental state's addiction to being a self, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I, just use, I use the word the parasite to produce an image of other, yeah, because uh, sometimes what seems to be profound for you happens all of a sudden, yeah. It takes maybe a half a second. And, and really, in a weird way, there's a remembering of those little momentary flashes, then long, drawn-out uh, changes. And I had a very severe one of those when I saw self as something foreign to me when I was engaged with how it works on page 64. <laughs> I go back to it all because my head has made that a signpost where something really, really changed. And when I saw that being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what has defeated us, I was also being convinced that I wasn't self, yeah. <laughs> wasn't. An, and as soon as I saw I wasn't that, the possibility of being free from it dawned on me. And the only thing that was holding that possibility back was my identification as the self, yeah. So as soon as that was seen through, the possibility of real relief became possible, and so it became in a way, yeah? You know what I mean? A relief that after a while, it's just a new basis. It's not even the experience of relief, yeah? Usually the experience of relief comes from the diminishing of another experience of a lot of discomfort, but relief can stabilize where it's not an experience anymore. Your system is basically relieved of a lot of false assumptions and shit. (laughs) That's all. And now your house is sort of built not on sand, but on a solid foundation, which to me AA is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the relief is established, and it's not even an experience anymore. You're just, you are relieved, yeah, of the bondage of self. <laughs> it's not like a shot. After being so obsessed with self, you get a shot of relief from the bondage of self. Yeah, it's not like that. It's just it becomes ordinary. It becomes the uh, status quo. How wonderful that is, man. I mean, to me, to be to have a sense of the day captured by the statement: the problem does not exist for you. That's a that's a high level solution, yeah. <laughs> really incredible to not even have a, a a whiff of it or any kind of uh, evidence that it's there. To to have it so profound, the problem does not exist for you is unbelievable, and to me. I think it's rooted with seeing the problem really doesn't exist as you. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. go ahead. I'm all right.
1: right. Thank you very much. I think you've just answered G's question there as well, which is always good. So, Christian, over to you.
4: Hey, Paul, it's Christian from Minneapolis.
0: Christian, how are you?
4: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: Good. Very good.
4: It was a little crazy here last week or a couple of weeks ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a picture of Minneapolis behind me.
4: Yeah, that, that's exactly what it looked like uh, yeah. two Wednesdays ago.
0: It's a great photo. So,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. we could use a little peace. Anybody on the call wants to pray for Minneapolis, I invite you to do so. so anyway, um, you know, the the catch for me, or the catch, and I, and I don't know if this is an epiphany or just I'm still still juggling, you know, wrestling with this, is just how to identify with a higher power. So it occurs to me that, that selfing and self and, you know, my, my identification with my, you know, instinctual agenda, you know, drives a lot of protection around this, this entity we call Christian. So the nature of the higher power is, for me, a way to actually find a distinction from Christian, from my idea of selfing and selfing. So it actually, so like it's like a triangulation, you know, in physics or a math equation where, where you actually are, are able to like see outside of yourself, where it, it removes it from being a linear, um, linear object moving through time. It, it, you know, it sort of um, does that make sense?
0: Yes, yeah. Because the head works in comparison. So, how you get a good bead on the parasite is from seeing it from the higher power. And how you get a great appreciation of the higher power has been by you've been seeing a lot from the parasite and now you're relieved. Yeah. So, there is a, you can't hit things directly. It's a triangulation. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
4: So, and then, um, I have the, the daily reflection yesterday, which uh, pay attention to that, but I was at a meeting where they read it and they actually talk about, you know, being irate in your car behind somebody else who's driving too slowly and you're act, you know, it's, you're agitated. So, um, it talks about levitating above to sort of see the whole situation. You know, me and my car angry, perhaps it's like a little old couple in front or, you know, maybe they're lost maybe they're trying to find something um you know but they're they're sweet and they're kind and they they have no idea the agitation they're creating in me one car behind but seeing it from that view um seems like what you've described a little bit and uh so levitating
0: if that makes any sense Um, well let's say that's uh, sort of like the the interpretation from here is like getting rocketed into the fourth dimension. But I truly believe where I believe we're citizens of the fourth dimension on a visa here. Yeah. Right. Seriously. So that becomes more that can become the more established view that the other smaller view appears in instead of the smaller view taking the whole screen all day and having to learn tons of skillful means to keep it at bay, that small view will be held in a bigger view, yeah? It will still go on, but you'll see it's not you, and it's not, you know, like, I love how Bill W. describes it with, uh, you know, you'll lose interest in self and gain interest in others, and you'll lose interest in your little plans and designs. He uses the word little, because in selfing, all the plans and designs are very big, yeah? so. It's sort of a downsizing. It's sort of like these screen. Let's say there's a screen here. And so selfing would be the whole screen. And
3: mm-hmm. then
0: what happens is the higher power becomes more influential. Now selfing is shrunk down to one little screen in the corner, but it's held in this big space that has nothing to do with the one little activity. Yeah, and that, that space Brings a lot of influence into the tiny claustrophobic square. Yeah? You can't yep. find the relief you need from the claustrophobic square in the claustrophobic square. It comes from the space, yes? Right. Or if you want to call it the higher power. Yeah, so that's what's happening a lot. So what's happening is instead of like a 50 or an 80 20 share, 80% selfing, 20% whatever, God or higher power, it's, the percentage is changing. So as soon as it hits 51% of space and 49 of the of the selfing, there's a whole new view that's checking out the selfing. I'm telling you. All right. And this is the progress of recovery. And it's unstoppable. It's only your belief that it could be stopped or it's never going to happen that impedes its fucking... its. It's progression, basically. You're dragging your feet, so to speak. It's not you. It's the system. The failed system doesn't want to fucking admit the failure of itself. Yeah. So this is what's happening. So the trusting something infinite would be going to the squares that are empty, so to speak, and all spacious. And the losing interest and the trusting something finite would be complete envelopment in the one little square of you getting stopped from where you want to go by the people in front of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just an event. It's a it's a stable possibility. It doesn't it's not like, oh, that's an incredible phenomenal event and then go back to the reality of the little square. The little square is the unreality. The reality is the big space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reality is pause, not what comes after the pause, the thinking and the reacting. That's not the reality. The reality mm-hmm. is what's before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can't get to the before from the after. This is you're not that which is after. You are the before. That's the message. Yeah. Right. It's not like, oh, here's another way the after can get to the before. No, this isn't that. It's a fact. Yeah. You are not after the thoughts, you are not the mental reaction to conscious contact, you're not. It's part of the whole event, but that's not where you're established. You are the consciousness or whatever you want to call it, yeah, and that's not getting much play in the claustrophobic squares. It's totally, seemingly forgotten. That's why everything seems so fucking real because reality is sort of left out, yeah. Mm. That's where false evidence thrives because it appears real to us. Now when you bring in the space of the other eight squares, it will fucking diminish that false evidence appearing real. Yeah, they'll be seen as false evidence. And then you won't, you know, throw your finger up and ram them and then get arrested and find out they're <laughs> distant cousins, they're your grandma and granddad and haven't been for 30 fucking years for your behavior. You'll bypass all that shit and it'll just be a little square moving to another little square and a little square and you'll travel lighter through it all. Yeah? Yeah because the little square doesn't catch you. It doesn't catch all of you. It's a glimpse, it's a mental slideshow. That's the perhaps the better way. That's how things are seen when the recovery progresses. All I want is to share with you My humble take on the exact nature of the wrong, because I believe the relief is really in a certain relationship with the exact nature of the wrong. If you don't see the exact nature wrong, it's going to limit the relief you're going to have. I just feel it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm just throwing this, hey, you know. I would much rather teach people things to do to make make themselves feel temporarily better all day. I'd have a lot, you know, I could write books and make money from it all. But this is a message, an invitation. Yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if the shoe fits, you wear it. If it doesn't fit, go put on <laughs> and find other shoes. And I'm yeah. telling you, a lot of those other shoes are going to lead you to the, the same old shoe store, and then it's finally going to list? fit.
4: I want to show you to Paul. Hello. Hey, Paul. This is Norman. Yes. Remember oh, Norman. Norman.
0: Okay. Thank he's you. He's a little bigger
4: than the last time you saw him.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen him, but oh, it's my, nice seen been... yes, <laughs> I trained. I trained you all early, grasshopper. All right. I, can't see enough. They cut us okay. off. Okay. Oh, Graham's taking a nap over there. I like that, Birmingham. <laughs> don't, don't, no one wake up, Graham. No. We've
1: got uh, Luke from Birmingham. Actually, he's the next up. I'll go on, Luke.
0: Oh, Luke Luke Skywalker yes yeah. I feel a ripple in the force that's what the mental state is the mental state is just a little ripple in the force yeah it's not a river it's not a waterfall it's a little dried up creek yeah
5: okay so uh yeah I was just thinking um there seems to be something universal, like you say, um people feel kind of terminally unique and then there's there's a part of the book where always when I'm when I'm working with other guys, they kind of they prick up and, and, and they kind of identify um, with the methods that we have tried to stop or limit our drinking, you know, the the drinking natural wines and all that. Um and that seems to be a kind of a really uh, discern, definable way to see how the narrative of alcoholism has been saying, oh, what about this? What about this? You could try this. And we end up in the same three parking spaces, as you always say. But with, this, with the kind of self or bondage of self, is the similar kind of, is it kind of universal? Is that program, the bondage of self, would that have yes. methods? that you'd be able to see and go well there's there's methods that are of of the self
0: yes of course it's like a stock version with different languages yeah yeah Yeah? and then uh programmed and uh, influenced by society and culture of wherever the action figure is yeah some languages like english is very very uh supportive of the noun view other languages don't support the noun so much so the language captures the living of life a lot better like italian and some of that but uh the english language is very very uh reinforcing of the noun so to speak yeah so the language, in it, I remember I was surfing and my, the knee went out and uh, produced a lot of consequences I didn't feel I deserved. And uh, when I would describe it, like after the event, I would say I, I hurt my knee. So it sounded like I went out into the water with a hammer and hurt my knee, yeah? Where I just, be, I just became aware the knee went out in the water. That's really what happened but the language just implies that I somehow had something to do with it, yeah? Like, I fucked up my knee. <laughs> I didn't do anything, yeah? <laughs> you see that? So all day, uh, there's that language is constantly reinforcing the system that it speaks from, which is self-centeredness, yeah? And I feel it's definitely pretty much every human being I've met there's, a lot, there's differences because of the programming and the, the, the culture and society, but basically we all have stock versions of the same system, yeah? Are you there? I'm there. And the beauty of it in a weird way is the stock version always convinces the person listening to it that they're unique and separate and you know, very special. It's part of the programming. <laughs> alcoholism is just an extreme, extreme version of it. Yeah, alcoholism is like it's like uh, selfing on steroids, so to speak. <laughs> Which, in a way, is great because it makes it noticeable, more noticeable. Yeah, it does. The 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 flamboyancy or the 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 amplification of selfing by alcoholism and addiction
3: goes noticed
0: yeah family members notice it the cops notice it the fucking you know health system notices it you notice it your friends notice it it's not it's 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 you know it's uh it's bleeding through the disguise so to speak and I feel it's such an incredible touchstone because if we have lived through active addiction and alcoholism, we have seen a lot. We have seen the exact nature of the wrong. We've seen its effects. And, we're, and we, we've come back to share about it. Yeah, A lot of us don't make it, but some of us who did, we've, we've seen that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. I mean... That should be a given. Yeah, we've seen that self is manifested in various ways as what well has defeated us. We've seen it already. We just don't have an understanding to capture it in a sense. And then the selfing is such a quick move; it just takes us. It just takes itself to be us so quickly that we are, we just fall asleep like in the chair, like Graham. You know, we're just snoozing <laughs> while there's a there's a Paul representing me, and then. Paul, a part of paul is just out to lunch it's snoozing yeah you know what i mean so i see you know without this uh this idea of self being so prominent in the head there would be nowhere alcoholism could land alcoholism to to make the acoustic guitar electric there's got to be a guitar yeah so the basic mental format is the guitar If you plug it in with alcoholism and addiction, it's an electric guitar. A lot of long fucking solos and fucking ear-piercing false notes and a same old, same old riff. It's like Inagata De Vida for 35 years, basically. (laughs) So, basically, if you can see it as the acoustic, uh, you could probably save yourself a lot of time and trouble. But whatever. Yes. I hope that helped. I don't know. I lost Luke. I can't. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to James and John down here and Rhett, Rob. I guess I am and Sonny. So, okay, Jono, over to you, mate. Oh, Graham's come back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Who is hoo! Jono, from the
1: UK. Oh, Jono. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to unmute you there, mate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hi, Paul. Yeah, hey, Jano. How are you? I'm good. Um,
5: would you say the root of it all is the bondage of self, not self?
0: Yes, it's the bondage. I I was
5: hijacked yeah. for fucking a yeah. long time, but the but now I've when you can see it, the bondage
0: dissolves. And do you get me? Yes. But see that its story will continue. I don't know if it was with you, but we won't recognize that we're free a lot of the times, especially from that point. So you'll be still trying to become free from the bondage of self while you're actually in the state of being free from the bondage of self. Yeah. (laughs) That's an important thing to start seeing, Yeah, because the old story will try to run over your new conditions. It will. That's what it does, yeah? It's sort yeah. of like you're on a different stretch of road, but it paints the same turn and the same hill and the same shit, yes? Yeah. But you're basically past that. You're past the point of bondage of self or before it, really. Yeah. Cool. That's the like, like the lady was talking about respecting the, the process, but really respecting the results. And the effects, yeah? And a real honoring of the results usually catches it when it's actually there, yeah? So you, that's the honoring of it is that you're not hoping to be free from the bondage of self, you're honoring the state of being free from the bondage of self, yes? That to me is really respecting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Pinpointing it. Yeah. It's fun, really funny because there's a mental interpretation of the conditions and really there's not an awareness of the conditions. Yeah. So we may be praying or longing for something that we're already involved in. <laughs> That's how insane it is. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
5: because I, I can still feel myself in self, but having that awareness... When I I notice it, which I didn't have before, so that bondage, the bondage ain't there, but I
0: can, I can notice it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then suddenly the noticing of, of it doesn't become an unusual event because you notice it and then you notice that the head denies that there was a noticing of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still noticing the selfing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you catch the thief and then you catch the policeman as the thief catching the thief and so on. And then you recognize what you're not. And then there's a, it gets established sooner or later and or it will be a sound foundation. And it may not go with the mental narrative. So you have to really honor, like the lady was saying to me, honor the results and to, you know, enjoying peace of mind is fucking unbelievable. You know, can you imagine that you can just take one breath, not even a breath, and enjoy peace of mind now? That's incredible. Because when you were out there running around like crazy, you would have had to been fucking drugged and subdued. And you still would have fucking argued with peace of mind. Yeah. So I uh, I think we're so far from where we think we are already. I do. Yeah, Cole. Thanks. Hey, thank you, Jono. I like saying the name Jono. It's sort of like Dano in Hawaii Five O. Dano.
1: Okay, so um, before we got the final question from Michael, um, just to say that Paul has um, his own things. It's more of a, the spiritual side of things, I guess. Uh, Paul, would that be saying on, the, on a Wednesday and a Saturday? If you've not been before. So Saturday's at 1.30 in uh, Pacific time, and that's highly recommended. So the Zoom room there is on uh, zenbitchslap.com if you want to go in. And that is a real ride. I really recommend that. And then on Wednesday uh, Pacific time at 7 o'clock,
0: 7 p.m. in the evening. So, yeah. And uh, is that right, Paul? Yeah, you can come over to a new square, but you can't take your old square with you. So oh, okay. Yeah. Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so final question. Michael,
0: mate, over to you. Michael,
6: our colleague. Yeah. Thank you, David. And um, thank you for all this, uh, It's so good to hear you. I've been following you on YouTube and um, listening to Being Convinced and we're taking 12 steps. If I can just send a message into the future, if you're to
1: Michael, I think you're going to have to speak up, mate.
6: Can you speak up I highly recommend, people? yeah, I highly recommend just sending a message into the future i uh, highly recommend coming to the live show it's, uh, it's 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 very different um there seems to be a whole industry uh that promises freedom from self uh spiritual mater- materialism and and stuff like that but it you know in in reality my experience is it just takes you further down the road of self um i remember you riffing Paul on 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 uh, taking yogurt for the bacteria and it was just feeding the the self more and more. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of want freedom from self, but I want to post it on Facebook or, and Instagram as well when I get it so that I can show people. Um, how do you get behind that? How do you get the, behind the, the self feeding self by saying it's going to be free from self?
0: Well, you see the futility of it. Yeah. Hopefully. I think the, the futility of it is already there. But then you get you get to see the futility of it. But the futility of self trying to get out of self is already there. <laughs> I mean, it's uh that's really the basis of agitation is a thwarted desire. So self wants to get out of self. It's calling itself you and it wants to get out of self as you and and to still be you to be there to enjoy it. That's it that's the that that's its thing where we talk about in the fear inventory, there is a like a major uh, effect, which is if we could only manage life better, everything would be great, yeah? So it's just, that's the whole point of self. Self disguises itself as you and then tries to get out of self fucking all the time, yeah? <laughs> Yet yeah, it's actually self can't get out of self, so when you're try when you're there's the ID, identification as the you trying to get out of self, it's fucking incredibly frustrating. I mean I seriously was driven to shooting cake cocaine to the point I was putting my life at risk with the hopes that maybe at the last second before my body collapsed I would be free from self. But as self. I did. I swear to God it was like a religion to me. And uh oh it went so It's so insane. So the idea of uh, the futility is self can't get out of self. I don't care if you're calling it you or me, it's self (laughs) or selfing. So it's not going to get out of self. So you might as well be clear like that, just like the first step. If there was a first step in non-duality would be self can't get out of self. Now let's recognize self because you may be, parading around that self calling it you or me so let's just get clear and maybe by seeing what you're not you'll realize you were never in the bondage of self so you won't need to try to get out of it yeah and that's the joy yeah the solution in this case is before the problem when it comes self getting out of self it's trying to get out of the problem yeah after the problem self can't get out of self but the real solution is you're not self. And then the drive to get out of it stops and you realize you've never been in it. Hallelujah, finally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I hope that helped or didn't help, whatever. I, we didn't hear all of you what you said, Mike. It was garbled in the beginning, but I, I think you've met me before and uh, yeah. Yes, I missed the live meetings for sure.
6: Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. saying I'd i followed you with uh, being convinced and your reflection on the twelve steps, and it's been really helpful. And uh, oh yeah, yeah it's, yes. yeah, it's just so much. It's so good to be in the live show, and I highly recommend it if you're watching this in the future on YouTube. Then I definitely recommend come to the live show.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I think we're gonna do. These, we can leave the recordings, at least the beginning riffs of every part of the step, right? So we'll have a, a revised edition of the reflections on the 12 steps. Correct. Because the 12 steps don't change, but the reflections do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Correct. I think, can we do that? Can we get that together where we combine the, the beginning of the meetings for the, when we did the review of the 12 steps? we we've got all the all the stuff there so I'm sure me and Mike can uh, stick our heads together. I think it would be nice to combine the 12.
6: Yeah.
0: I mean, 12. just as a condensed presentation. Yeah. Oh, because we've had 12 meetings so far, you mean? No, no. We went over the 12 steps and we recorded each one, so I'd like just to get the first riff on, right? Yeah, the
1: first so, part, the intro stuff, when he does it. Yeah, yeah.
0: and combine yeah. them into a, a compilation in a way. But for every meeting that we've had so far, is that what you're saying? The, your introduction? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so to speak, yeah. Something like that. So we can put it out and then, uh, and if they want to go to the whole event, that's fine, but at least they get a uh, an invitation, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. I'll confirm with we you.
1: Can, yeah. we, can, we can have a meeting.
0: <laughs> so hey are we, gonna, are we over now or that's what
1: that's it that's it you want to say your goodbyes
0: of course i do yeah, yeah david correct. and mike right there those are the two people that set all this up and daz uh so if you have any problems with me just complain to them really and uh, <laughs> we've got rob far i'm very happy rob seeing you all the time chris nice to see you steve From the U.K., Grimsley, Paul, James, a mainstay. very nice to see you, James, always. Let me go to the next little thing. We got Kate Buckley again. Hey, Kate, how are you? Jeff again, relaxed there, Southern California. The police are on the way, Jeff, though, so you better get moving. John and Trish, comfortable. We got Graham after his nap. He looks very refreshed. Good, Paula, MC, nice to see you. Elizabeth, fantastic. Luke, my main man in Birmingham. Johnny, let's see, I lost Johnny a second. Johnny down there, Michael James, nice, thanks Michael for that share. James, yeah, James, nice to see you. Uh, we've got Sue from London. we got Kristen. Kristen looks like she's uh, in a waiting room at the subway. At the underground. Nice to see you, Kristen. V Phillips. We got Carl. My main man, Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. You're rivaling my uh, T-shirt, so I'm going to have to up my game soon. Oh, yeah. I got to get some new T-shirts. Mike. Kurt. Nice to see you, Kurt. I'm hoping we get together soon, Alive. Let's see. All right. Lost him. We got... uh, Yes, we got Lincoln in the sky. We got Maggie. Nice to see you, Maggie, over there. Uh, we had another Mike in there. Mike, there. All I see is his head. I don't know. It's always just he may not even have a body. He's on like one of those little you know, little platform with the four roller things, coasters. All right, Mike. Uh, we got Stevie from the UK. Nice to see you, Stevie. Elena from London. Nice to see you, Elena. Oh, someone grouped. He's in the fog in San Francisco. Gary came out of his corner. Get back in that corner, Gary. Oh, we have a lot of folks here today. We got Robert, Calgary, G, Keith. We got Howard, my main man from Oklahoma. Jonah, Jono from the UK. Always good shares, Jono. Maggie, Tom, Keith. Nice to see you there, Keith Young. If I said your first, last name, G, I saw you, G. I saw you, I like this silent mode, G, it's all right. It (laughs) becomes you, yeah. We got Dimitri in the corner, Maggie. Uh, Let's see, what else is here? Oh, Michael, Michael Stacy. I probably would have gotten high with Michael at one point, maybe, who knows? Let's see, could be mistaken, but I feel like it. Uh, Let's see, hold on, we got Christian from Minneapolis, we're sending your prayers, Kate P, Topher, Topher, nice to see you, this thing keeps moving, Dennis, we got Cam, Maggie again, I missed some other people here, Uh, yeah, it's going a little crazy now, alright, oh, Dennis, Dennis and Sonny, it was nice to meet the family, Sonny, yesterday, very nice. And then a lot of uh, anonymous people. Thanks so much for, uh, you know, sharing this platform. I just, it's such a, yeah, I've grown very fond of all the squares here and stuff. Oh, there's Vicki. Nice to see you, Vicki, there. And so thanks so much for having me, and uh, I'll see you again, hopefully. Yeah? Yeah. Take oh, care. Bye. Bye. You. See you guys. See you. See you.
1: Thank you. Right, so um, I've got to get off and go to my home group, but Daz,
4: you're okay to hang on for a bit there?